In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in her flames. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the mystic. We believe in that which has been revealed to us and revealed to you. Our God and your God is one, and to God do we surrender. Quran 29:46. Peace be with you all. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and Brian is on the other line. Good morning, Brian, and welcome. Thank you, Mara. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, listeners. We are here only to be really helpful. We are here to represent her who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because she just will direct us. We are content to be Ever she wishes, knowing she owes We will be healed. Let her teach us to heal. Yes. Yes. Sometimes when you breathe in words, at least for myself, when I breathe in words and I hear them, my whole heart, just my my body explodes with joy. My heart just swells up and I can feel it swelling in my chest and I thrust my shoulders back because if I would not be thrust back, I couldn't hold my heart. And those words today say so much to me about just who we are, what we are about. And Brian, because of that, I'm going to ask you to read them again, please, or recite them again. My pleasure. We are here. We are here to represent Him sent us. Not to worry about what to say or what to do. Because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He is, knowing He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let Him teach us to heal. We will be healed as we are taught to heal. Oh, just huge words and, and so, so true. I mean, we are, my friends, um, we, we are such creatures of habit and we have been taught so much fear that, and much of that fear turns on not being enough, that if I don't do X, Y, Z, I'm not enough. And that's going to be our topic today. We're going to talk about your, your, your best being a flexible standard and being enough. But, but before we get there, we're going to talk a bit about uh, what's going on in our lives. And I want to share with you, though, that this last week I've really been impressed with the idea that just relaxing in the now and just being yourself, who you are, not worrying about putting on some sort of mask is so important. And yet our entire lives we've been kind of burdened with masks. We all have a closet full of masks. And we have masks for when we go to church. And, and for me, I have a mask when I go to court. And a mask when we go into the office. And a mask when we talk to our secretary. And a mask when we go to the grocery store. And a mask when we talk with our friends. And these are all various scripts that Dalai Lama said we're writing ourselves. But we're writing them based on a foundation, on, on a preliminary writ, uh, script created by 
our parents. And they gave us the same scripts that they were given, or at least foundationally they were given. There may be differences, but foundationally they were given these scripts about life. And I like to think that what Brian and I do here on Sunday mornings, um, morning after morning after morning, is there's a commonality. And the commonality is that we're challenging you to tear up the scripts, to burn the masks, and to just know that you're enough no matter what you have done. That you are enough right now. And that if you hadn't done everything you have done in your entire life, if you had not, you would not be who you are right now. You would not be in a position to listen to what we are sharing. You would not be in a position to think about it, and you would not be in a position to learn to heal. So thank you so much for being here today and um, being here with us every Sunday that you you drop by. Uh, We do have a fairly consistent group of listeners, and thank you. Thank you for sharing this appointment with love. And I like to call God love because it softens how I see things. It, It softens how I see myself, and it challenges me to be all I can be. So, Brian, tell us, how are you doing? You said you had some great things happening this week in the sense that the weather favored you. Well, the as we know, in the fall, the weather changes, and my business that I do for an income is uh, a T-shirt salesman. And so this last week, I had scheduled a trip to go out and just kind of supply my, my accounts the businesses that I do business with, with product for the winter, the sweatshirts and long sleeve t-shirts and whatnot. And the day that I chose to go out happened to be the day that a shift in the weather took place. And it all of a sudden went from a pretty warm fall um, experience to one that was more fall-like. And the weather changed probably 15 degrees in that day and happened to be the day that I was out there supplying them with the right product. So I just found that as a very synchronetic event, that things fell in line quite in that manner. And it was very nice and very pleasant to experience. <coughs> yes. And much like yes. you mentioned, Mark. Please. I noticed for me this week, much in the same as you were speaking about, about just being in the moment and just allowing yourself to be who you are and not live up to anyone else's expectations, nor particularly live up to your own expectations, but rather, like we spoke about last week, and like we're going to expand upon this week, just do the best that you can in any given moment. And to me, what that means is be loving, be caring, and be compassionate to the best of your ability in every given moment. And when you're being loving, caring, and compassionate, that's who you truly are. The way that becomes expressed is unique to you. But those qualities, that's what we all share in. And again, the way we express them is unique. But if we have our attention and focus on that space, then we can live from that space more easily, more freely, and more fluently. Yes. Yes. That is so true. That is so true, and it is a struggle. You know, I, I there were a couple of times this week when I wonder when I thought what somebody was thinking, and you know what, folks, it interested me because I was so far off the mark. What I thought they were thinking, they weren't thinking at all. But what was truly, truly significant to me is that my concept of what they were thinking was laden with negativity. And the negativity was all directed toward me. So they were thinking X, Y, Z, and oh my, oh my, what can I do to undo that? And they weren't thinking that at all. Very interesting. And I knew I was doing my best, but I came to know that my fears about someone was thinking about me based on that foundation about how I'm supposed to strive to be perfect were completely wrong. 
I think that's why people say, I think that's what people call an assumption. And you know what hmm. they say when you, may, when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. And how often do we go out and speak based on an assumption grounded in someone else having a negative opinion about us? And when we do, we set the stage. They may never even have thought of that thought. But we set the stage for our next interaction by opening the door to the idea that somehow, somehow they're thinking thoughts that are not positive about us. And how often do we do that? Yes. Far too often. Far too often. Yes. 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 And you then know we what? can even look at it different angle, and we could see that even if they are thinking that about us, that we don't have to take their perception personally. And we yes. can let it be their perception. And either of those standpoints is a more fluent one. And that's what we're talking about today on the show, is to be more spontaneous, to be more flexible, and to not hold on to anything. And the truth is, whenever we identify with anything, we are making it solid or static. We are setting it in stone, setting it in place, and not allowing it to move. And when we can realize, when we can really get down to the core truth of what is, and realize that we are not our behaviors, that our behaviors express who we think we are in that moment, but they are not us indefinitely. They're just an expression of us in that particular moment. And when we can realize that, and we can change our attitude, change our energy, our expressions change, and therefore we give a different expression to life in that moment. When we can remember this, keep our attention on this, we can flow from one not-so-glorious moment to another more pleasant, more real, more expressive moment of who we are. Yes, yes. And I think at its core, what we are talking about is readjusting our thinking about ourselves. So allowing yourself to to redefine who you are and get rid of that I'm this worthless piece of, you know, caca attitude. And how do you go about doing something like that? I mean, that's huge. It starts as little children. If your parents think about what you're saying to your children, and do you really, really mean what you're saying? If you're saying, gee, you're really dumb on that move, do you mean it? Do you want them to walk around thinking, wow, I have to make sure people know I'm not dumb? Do you mean it? You know, and and are there more loving ways for us to relate to one another? Because it starts with each one of us and and how we feel about ourselves. So I, I really suggest as you're moving out into the world today, you, you allow yourself... <coughs> I do apologize. I seem to have the crud. And it's not the swine flu because it's different than this, apparently. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't believe in the swine flu. But um, anyway, the the deal is that as you're moving out and moving forward today, in your first interaction with someone else, I would like in advance of that for you to say to yourself, okay. Maybe I have made some poor choices in life. Maybe I have done all that stuff. But you know what? It's all in the past. And I'm new right now, and that's not who I am. And as you're going down the road, and if someone cuts you off, and you almost drive into the rear of them, and you really get PO'd, you know what, I'm not into words. They have value in the strength of them. You really get pissed off. 
And, you know, it's not because you were, weren't safe. I notice now this is a new phenomenon. It's not because I was in danger. It's because it endangered my children. It endangered my wife. It endangered someone else. Bottom line is you've stepped out of your peace. If you really do, just step out of your peace and you lose it. You say, oh, feel that feeling. Feel how it feels to not be at peace, to not be moving forward as your new you. And let it go. Let it go. And say, you know what? If feeling like this is how I have to feel when I get pissed off, they kind of go hand in hand, then I think I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I'd rather feel at peace. So it's not that you're right or wrong for getting pissed off. It's that you stepped out of your peace. And you want to be in peace. You want to be talking to people in peace. You want to be leading your children in peace. You want to be driving your vehicle in peace. My gosh, when you are in peace, driving is wonderful. You look around and you just see all these wonderful expressions of all that is. Just the beauty and the moment and the heat and excitement of that lifts you up. Even the way the the environment changes in Southern California can be beautiful. There's a highway down there called Highway 15. And I used to drive up to Hesperia because I had a case up there. And so I'd drive up to Hesperia. And, and you know, and, and it would be up in the mountains and it would be uh, a desert it's a desert region and it would so it would be like deserts are the sun would be out and it wouldn't be real warm just the sun would be out but then i would start to drive back down into uh the la basin and and i could see if there was a storm out at sea i could see the clouds starting to move and change and you could just feel the electricity of of the environment changing around you we live in a near-perfect climate. It seldom changes where we are. It does change, but it seldom does. And, and I am somewhat envious of those who get to watch the change and the power of the changes. So you have a choice about staying in peace and deciding who you are. You have a choice about doing your best. And as Brian, I loved how he defined best. <clears throat> it's generally saying, guy, I guess that guy's having a bad day driving there and cutting me off. Whoosh, thank you, God, for not getting us hit. Thank you, thank you. And now let's move on and look at the clouds. It's all in you, my friends. It's all in you. Brian. Wonderfully said, Mara. And one thing that really stepped out at me in what you were mentioning is being at peace. How driving can be fun when you're at peace. And the truth is, everything can be fun when you're at peace. Yes. Even the most undesirable expression in life can be peaceful, and therefore can be, we can sit through it, if you will, we can stand to be there, and we can actually be an agent for positive change from that space, and when we choose for our peace, what we're doing is we're observing, we're noticing, we're taking account of what is, and like you just mentioned, Mara. When you're at peace, you're more observant, you're more aware, and you're more free-flowing to notice your surroundings, the people in the car beside you, what kind of cars are passing you, what the weather looks like, what the temperature is, so on and so forth. You become free to experience much more of the moment that you're in when you're at a peaceful place. And whenever you're trying to get from point A to point B and wishing you were at point B 10 hours ago or three days ago or whatever, 
and you're trying to live in that space of should have been somewhere that you're not at a time that you're not, you're just missing out on the beauty and the serenity and the peace of the moment that you're in right here and right now. So when we can learn to be more peace, to be more flexible, to be more free, then we experience a more fullness, a more beautiful expression and experience in life. And when we choose that, and we experience it, we begin to see that nothing can compare to that experience, to that expression. And then we are motivated or have a stronger desire to experience that more and more often. And that is the place that we can experience in every moment if we simply choose it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a kernel of peace in every moment. Oh, Brian, you know what's amazing is you just so aptly, oh, you just so perfectly described lessons that uh, one of my guides took me on for years, years and years. I would, I was, and I still am drawn to water. I'm a water person, but... I would, you know, as I when I would get there, I began having this sensation. You know, folks, we talk about our guides talking to us. I can't speak for others, for myself. I don't really hear words. Uh, I feel emotions. Uh, I feel the presence. My hands warm up. And then I, I feel, I just feel the words. It's not like I hear words in my head, but I feel words. And in the feeling of those words, uh, then I, I need to, to, I try to move my feeling in touch with language. And generally, I'm pretty good at feeling the right language. You know, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect except in our cohesive whole. But I would be drawn to this water, these water things. And the one that draw that stands out in my mind, I got it very quickly. As you know, it was like, look at the water, look at the waves. And so I would go to the Pacific. I love to go to, um, oh, darn, it's down by Laguna, Costa Mesa. And, and so I would go to Costa Mesa, and I would sit there, and I would watch the water, and these waves would come welling up, and yet... My, they would say, now look, look for the peace, look for the peace. And sure enough, in these giant waves, you can see that there's just, it's like the water is still. The water is still in the middle. It's like, wow. And then, then I was taken, when I, I went to live in Santa Fe for a period, and I would go to what they call the Pecos River, or we call the Pecos River, same place. Uh, and the water is very rapid in places on that river. And I had my own spot that I would go and look. And it, w- it was a combo deal. So it would have rapids, and then there would be this calm, calm, calm area, and then there would be rapids, rapids, rapids. And one day when I was there, they, they drew my attention to the fact that even in these clippy, clippy little rapids, I looked closely, there was always a place of peace. Always. A core of peace. And there really is a core of peace in every moment. Just, I've got a wonderful analogy. When we look for the core of peace amongst the mighty flowing rapids, we can be from that space. We can be experiencing and living life from that space. And that space is a choice that is contained within everything. Everything has a center where peace is experienced. When we desire to look for it and to fall into it. And when I say when we desire to look for it, it is the words that just followed that, which is to fall into it. It's already there. And we have to just simply let go of the things 
that are bringing a chaotic experience into our lives. All the worry, all the anxiety, all the fear, all the judgment. And simply observe with a blank mind, you could say, with fresh new eyes, looking upon things as if you'd never observed them before and have no clue what they're about and wish to know about them like a child, learning all of life in each moment, being curious. What's that? What's that? What's that? Why? 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 Being curious and open to learning something new in each and every moment opens the door to learn something new in each and every moment. And when we choose that space, choose to be from that conscious frame of mind, then our life opens up in ways that we had not seen previously. And this is one of the prime expressions and prime activities that we can partake in to be more flexible. Because when we think that we know it all already, we're not giving any new information an opportunity to come in. Because we're saying to ourselves, we've got all the information there is, and we know what's best, or we know what's right. And that's just a simple judgment. And what we're beginning to realize is that every moment is fresh and new and ever-changing. And so in real, absolute truth, nothing that you think you know now is eternal. What that means is that everything is constantly changing. Everything is constantly flowing. And so everything constantly has a little bit of a tweaking to it. And so you might be 100% knowing what's true now, but a moment later it might shift a small percentile. And if you're not flexible to move with that change, to move with that new flow, to move with that new twist or current in the river, then you're going to be holding on to something. And anything that you're holding on to makes it static, holds it in place, and makes it more solid and not free-flowing. But to be in that space, free-flowing, and move with moment as the moment arises, being receptive to the nuances, to the small shift of energy, and as Mara talked about, the way she's exp- expressed hearing voices, if you will, is exactly how I feel it too. It's more of an energy that you can feel, and then words match up with that vibration, and then you use those, that vibration through your words, because your words are just simply vibration as well, and it becomes a matching vibration when you're in the flow. And it expresses in a way that is understandable in our language to bring about understanding. But it is a constant opening yourself up to that flow, to that movement, and choosing to be in alignment with that flow and to express that flow beautifully. Because that's what we are. We're all conductors, if you will, or vessels for the flow to move through and be expressed as. And when we open ourselves up to that expression, to that flow, we become, we recognize and live who we truly are. Yes. Yes. And we get so caught up, my friend, in, if you think about it, we get so caught up in worrying about how other people are going to react or judging how other people are acting. And, and and that's really ingrained in us. It's ingrained in us. And so what you almost need to do is, if you can mentally, go back to that time when you were a child and you did well in school and either you got the gold star or someone else got the gold star and you didn't. And remember those feelings. Remember those feelings of the goal of not having the gold star or of having it. And the reality is that everyone makes the best decisions for what they have in their quiver, for the abilities and the knowledge and skills they have. And those times when you didn't get the gold star, you should have gotten a gold star for doing your best at that moment. 
But that's not the way we as human beings, that's one of the characteristics that makes being a human being so dynamic and so exciting is the competition to be the only one who gets the gold star. And as we ingrain that thinking, that mentality about striving to be the only one recognized, we lose sight of our intrinsic worth, our value in the whole scheme of things, why we are here. We lose sight of the idea that we each have a unique role, uniquely created, divinely inspired. Each and every one of us has something to bring to the table. We're here for a reason. And so every decision that you make is I've heard it said this way, every decision you make when it is done has to be your best decision because it's done. But why don't we add a little to that? Every decision you make is the best decision that you saw in front of you based on all that you saw happening. And so if your decision was hurtful and caused pain to others, you now have a chance to redefine redefine yourself. And you're not going to get to that redefinition with blame. They made me do it. I wouldn't have done this, but let's get rid of those words. Let's say, at that time, those words were the best words that I had inside of me for how I was feeling. But they're not the best words I have inside of me. And today I'm going to use the best words I have inside of me. I look back on a personal period of turmoil in my life, my friends, and I was not myself. But I was myself. But the things that I said the things that I did, the public demonstration of the anguish that I was feeling. I can't, you know, I can't blame the person that I didn't mesh with for my choices. But I began feeling so threatened and so worthless that I was constantly talking to show my value and constantly I, I became that which I abhor. There's a wonderful Neil Donald uh, Walsh conversation with God card that says you don't know who you are until you encounter who you are not. The day I looked, I heard the words from myself, my mouth, and I looked at the situation I went and I put my head in the mattress and screamed a primordial scream and realized I am not this person. I can't be happy living the rest of my life in this type of relationship. It didn't mean that the person caused me to do what I did. It meant that I developed into someone I am not and I allowed that to happen and as I look past on back on that relationship and I think of some of the things and things that I could have done differently and I think about the good times and I think about how I reacted and how I could have heard things differently I don't see that guy as the enemy I just see it as a time when my decisions were not my best. And I have to let go of the shame of those decisions. You know, open yourself up to being all you can be. And don't blame someone else for your choices. Embrace your choices as lessons that help you define who you are. That's what it's all about. Choices and lessons that define who we are. And I encourage you to define yourself at a place of peace. 
and to define yourself by making choices that are loving and caring of others. And when you don't, realize that that was your best that day. And now you're striving for a different best today. So let go of the past. Move into the present. And flow beautifully into your future. Yes, yes. Because only from that space of letting go of your past mistakes and not being your best in a previous moment and choosing to move forward in a more glorious expression of who you truly are is the only way, the only way that we can really truly make amends for our past behavior. Because in no way, shape, or form can we go back and undo the past. So the only way we can truly make up for it is to be different now, to not recommit the same heinous crime, if you will, whether it be just simply talking bad about someone or thinking bad about someone or doing something bad to someone or not expressing love to someone who really needed it or whatever the situation is. When we recognize that all too often when we're holding on to the past, let me share this with you. Do you know why history repeats itself? Because we continue to hold on to it and recreate it in the next moment. We don't let it go. We hold it to us and doom ourselves, if you will, to repeat it. It's not until we learn from it, which means we observe it, we notice it, we learn from it, and then we release it and let it go so that we can move on to something else. Only when we can start to learn to release and move forward do we actually progress and move past our past misbehaviors and not doing our best. So that's a huge quality in doing our best in this moment. means to wipe this slate clean. It's not to particularly, and I'm not saying that this isn't going to happen because we're going to have a tendency to do this because we're so used to comparing and judging. So often we look at a moment and we say, that wasn't my best moment and it looked like this. So now in this moment I'll do better. And that's a fine way of doing it because anytime you're doing better, you improve it. But what I wish to share with you even more deeply is that doing your best means to connect with some space within inside of you the depth, into the depths of you where your creativity lies and the truth of who you are lies. And when you connect in with that space, your best can be leaps and bounds above and beyond the previous moment, the previous expression of your best. And so as we learn to let go and say, that's over, what's done is done, let me now move forward in a more glorious expression of life. Do we then start to express our best in a new and better, glorious way? Yes. That's beautifully said, Brian. That really is. It's just letting it go, you know. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. You know, my friends, I sense that there's a listener out there who uh, is is really troubled right now, and I'm not sure if it's two listeners or one. Uh, it may be one listener who's who's carrying just this load that goes into their right shoulder, across their right shoulder, and comes up, and it's just nestling, just just like a serpent at the top of their throat, and and they're just. That person has so many words to say, and yet the words are, are blocked by all this fear that, that they're holding on to. And I, I'm not sure if it's because the words cannot be said in love or because words have been said that we're not in love. And, and I just want to tell you, whoever you are out there, and if you're two people, it may be one who has this feeling like they've got a poker down their throat with the serpent and then someone with the right shoulder. In both instances, the same story is, you know, 
it's okay to do what's right for you. And and part of that means that you may make a choice that causes another person to react in a way that you're you're not anxious to embrace, that you're afraid of. And and it may cause your parents to be upset with you, but if if you're not happy and you're how can you be happy with this pain? You know, then you can't be all you can be. And if you can remember that each and every one of us is here as students and as teachers. And the person who's causing you this feeling, whether it's because you're afraid to tell someone about how much you care for another person, and I sense it may be parents, or it's because you um, you want to tell someone that you want to no longer be a part of their life, which is why I think it may be two people. Because you were together, you grew and learned. Because your parents will love you no matter what. They really will. You need to be honest with yourself. Is this going somewhere that's the right place for you? And I'm sensing that as you're making that decision, I encourage you, don't think about changing someone else. In the process of being a part of what you, you're not going to change your parents' opinion about this person. And you're also not going, if it's, and I know it's two people, you're not going to change your feelings about this person, but you're also not going to make the person be someone different than they are. They are who they are. And you need to do and act in the way that is right for you because this person is in your life to help you learn who you are and who you are not. So speak your words in love and then act on your words in love. Don't allow yourself to be worthless. Because you, each of you, are here for a divine mission. And if you don't act on your instincts now, if you subdue your innate feelings now, because of fear of what your parents will think of who you love, or personal fear about who you've allowed yourself to love and now realize that it's time to move on. In both of those situations, you will, you will not find peace. You have to move through life in a loving, on a loving path but that loving path is doing what is right for you. And when what you do, I've got this message now, I hear it, when what you do may cause pain to someone else, that doesn't mean it was wrong. That means that you are being the teacher for those who may experience pain, for them to make their own choices about rising to their highest self. You cannot, oh, this is huge. You cannot walk the path of being a human being pain-free on either side, giving or receiving. But from those pains we learn and from the pains that we inflict by doing what's right for ourselves, we provide other people the opportunity to grow and learn too. So for the person with the pain in the right shoulder, you will be providing your parents a chance to show you they love you no matter who you love. And for the person with the serpent circling your throat, you 
you will provide yourself a chance to be free. To get the serpent out of your mouth. By speaking in love and then meaning what you say. And if you're in danger, finding security somewhere else. You don't need to be trapped. But the time is now, my friends, for all of us to believe in the value of ourselves. So much of our religions are grounded in not taking care of yourself, of being dutiful and subservient, whether to, for females to a male or whether for males to God. And God does not have that expectation of you. Instead, what God wants you to do is love one another. And going to church on Sundays dutifully and going to prayer meetings on Wednesdays and whatever other days they may be dutifully or going to church on Saturdays or Fridays or whatever day dutifully and not living a life of showing other people love creates a void in a person causes their heart to hurt and not know why. So it's not the dutiful observance of doctrine and dogma that matters. It is loving yourself enough to love others as you love yourself. To love others as you love yourself. Love yourself, my friends, both of you, and reach out your hand and hold the hand of God as you're doing it to subdue the fear that is consuming each of you. We're going to, Brian, you might want to speak. That was fantastic, Mara. And although that message might have seemed like it was personal to those two that Shumara was speaking about, all of us can learn from that wonderful lesson that we cannot allow ourselves, no matter the situation, no matter what our upbringing is, whether we might be finding ourselves in a marriage and we believe, based on what was given to us from our parents or society or our community or whatever it is, that once you make an act, once you say certain words, that it's set in stone forever and to somehow not be successful in that act is to be less than. And when we believe that and hold ourselves in a place that no longer allows us to be free, to move in the direction that our being is going, then we are in a horrible place. We're not having fun. And we are frightened to even move, to breathe. And we must take back our power, if you will, or stand in our power and say, this is not who I am and I will not live like this anymore. And unfortunately, what fear does to us is makes us always think of the worst case scenario. And in truth, when you finally allow yourself to be free of any situation that is debilitating, that holds you back, the expression, the experience that you find on the other side is always, always a glorious one. The image that comes to mind now is one in which I've shared a few times. I remember as a child, I would watch Tom and Jerry, the cat and mouse, run around and chase each other on television. And there was this episode where Jerry was chasing, chasing Tom, or sorry, Tom was chasing, chasing Jerry, the cat chasing the mouse. And Tom had come into a room looking for Jerry and looked onto the wall and saw this giant monster towering above him, looking scary. And Tom started to freak out and get scared and started to to turn to run. And when he turned, he saw behind him Jerry standing right in front of a light. And so because he was so close to the light, it was just reflecting his shadow greatly onto the wall. And so when Tom turned around from his greatest fear, if you will, 
that towered over him, that held him down, that made him look puny and tiny and insignificant. And when he turned around, he saw that it was just a small little mouth that he could easily squash. No big deal. And this was such a wonderful analogy, such a wonderful vision to hold, to realize that our fears are so tiny that we juice them up with all these could'ves or maybes, shall I say, that might happen, that we think in our minds, that never come to be when we actually go through with it. Because when we release ourselves from that fear and from that experience that is already holding us back, there's only one way to go, and that is to expand into a more glorious and free experience. That's not always easy, and having support of others can be very beneficial when we're going through situations that are not easy. But we must do them for our own sanity, to live our lives peacefully and gloriously. And so I encourage you all to get something from this message. And I know I myself am going to go back and listen to the archives of this show to hear that wonderful message that Mara shared. And again, even though it might have sounded like it was personal to a few, it's actually universal for us all. Thank you, Brian. That's Thank you very much. I thank am you, going to... I'm going to put on a little piece of music, and um, I'm going to ask Brian if you could lead us in a meditative practice. It's a very short one because we only have eight minutes left uh, today. But if you could uh, lead us in some meditation, I would appreciate it. Thank you. It would be my pleasure. Thank you, Mara. Thank you. So now with the words that were shared, with the wonderful message that Mara shared, Let us go into this space within us where we can connect with our own inner strength. And from this space, from this experience, from this energy, we can be, we can move through any situation, no matter how fearful, no no matter how debilitating we feel in any given moment. The moment we connect with this space and come back to an experience of true beauty and strength, we're able to be free of any debilitating experience that we find ourselves in and grow beyond it, move beyond it, expand beyond it. Let us now close our eyes and just simply breathe slowly and deeply and allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself to let go of any worry, of any anxieties, of any stress, of any kind. Allow yourself to just let go into this moment now. Realizing that in this moment is the only moment that we have. And in this moment, We can be free, we can flow, we can be flexible. Feel the intensity of the energy raise and expand as we let ourselves into it, let ourselves flow with it. Breathe it in fully and deeply into the lungs and breathe it out, feeling a complete and full circulation of life, giving and receiving, being completed, recognizing that in each moment, with each successive breath, we are living in that very moment from a place of peace when we choose it like we're choosing it now when we let ourselves go into it and experience it
want you now to feel the energy moving through you and feel yourself grounded in the center, in the core of the earth and pull this energy up, pull the healing, loving energy up from your feet into your ankles and into your calves, feeling yourself relaxing and letting go, taking in another deep breath and pulling the energy up into the knees and into the thighs, and breathing out, relaxing, taking in another deep breath pulling the energy up to the base of the spine, up into the hips and the pelvis, feeling yourself opening up to the intensity of the energy. Taking another deep breath, breathing it into the lower abdomen, into the stomach, into the lower back, feeling yourself opening up to your creativity to being free in every given moment. Taking another breath in and moving it up into the solar plexus, to the rib cage, into the mid-back, releasing the past and coming fully into the now. Taking another deep breath, coming up into the chest, the heart, into the lungs, and feeling love, peace, and joy around you. Taking another deep breath and feeling energy moving up into your shoulders, down into your arms, into your hands. Feeling relaxed, at peace, and at ease. Taking another deep breath, feeling energy moving up into the lungs, I'm sorry, into the throat and into the neck, into the cheeks and into the jaw, releasing, letting go. Taking another deep breath and feeling the energy moving up through the nostrils, up into the eye sockets, into the forehead, feeling yourself let go coming at ease and at peace. And with one last deep breath, pull the energy all the way up from the core of the earth into the brain and into the top of the head and feel the intensity, feel the peace and the love of the energy flowing through you. In every cell of your being, and recognize this space now as you continue to breathe slowly and deeply as home sweet home, being free to be who you truly are in this moment now. Let us now take three deep breaths into the nose and out of the mouth, bringing our awareness, bringing our attention back to our immediate surroundings. And as we release the third exhalation, slowly begin to open your eyes and feel the peace within you and all around you in this moment. Feel yourself and your energies being flexible and free. Feel yourself completely now in this moment. 
Thank you, Brian, and namaste to our listeners. Uh, Thank you, Maura. Thank you, listeners. Have a beautifully blessed day. Until next week. Namaste. Remember, you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. Thank you, Brian, very much. My pleasure, Maura. Thank you. I'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you.